The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the program and a little bit of an impromptu show today. We normally go live on Tuesdays, but Trey Lance surprised us, dropped a hype video so we're here to react to it and give you guys our thoughts on the new look Trey Lance release mechanics, talk about it all, and all the other 49ers stuff here on a Monday. How you doing, Marco? How's it going on, man? Hey, that hype video, that, that was kind of interesting, man. Like, it dropped two days, like a day or two before training camp. And then right after that, uh, or right before that, uh, Brock Purdy had, had dropped stuff. Like, that he had dropped true. that he was working out. So, like. That was interesting to me. That was the most interesting part about it. It was like the only quarterback on the 49ers roster that did not post anything was Sam Darnold. I think, uh, you know, they had the old group chat and forgot to uh, add Sam to it because Jimmy dropped news of his own. He passed his physical, which means the 49ers, they're getting an extra third round comp pick. But it also means the first opponent Jimmy Garoppolo is going to see in the 2023 season is the San Francisco 49ers. Perfect way, perfect way, because remember, the 49ers have the joint practices with the Las Vegas Raiders in the days coming up to their first preseason game, which is against the Raiders. Garoppolo, obviously, will be in attendance there. We'll see how that goes. But we had Lance drop one. We had Brock drop one. We, we you know, quarterbacks, they wanted their little, uh, little day of shine right ahead of a crucial, crucial training camp and offseason and for the 49ers yeah it, it was fun to see man like so when i first saw it so i i followed uh kai visuals the guy who i believe he's so from what i from what i understand he's a texas or texan like in that range like in that in the texas area a content creator he does videos professional athletes and stuff like that um i thought that was interesting because what happened was with the 49ers, um, you don't really see other content creators put out content for the players like that. So, to me, I thought that was pretty awesome to see. Um, next thing you know, it's blown up all over the timeline. Um, I was already when it when, like, when everything dropped. So, for me, the best part was seeing everything after everyone was already like, I already had watched it and then seeing everyone's reaction I thought that was the most interesting part because you had fans that were very optimistic like oh my god his mechanics look different right and then you had people that were like very negative and I'm like how can you be negative on a hype video like we're going into camp how can you be negative like to me I, that's I didn't understand that part but again I understand that the fan base is so divided on these two quarterbacks. Um, so that after that, like it didn't really um, bother me or anything like that, but it was just kind of interesting to see. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. I don't really buy into, you know, people obviously are excited anytime a hype video drops, regardless of how important it is. And then it's always interesting, you know, to see people knock down a hype video of sorts uh, for, for, for whatever reason. I mean, there are good things to take away from uh, it, but really, obviously, nothing truly matters until Trey Lance steps on the field. You did point mm-hmm. out, though, that he works out in Texas. Makes sense, and because we see Jeff Christensen in the video uh, on several occasions, and it was noted prior to the minicamp and OTA period that Lance was in Texas working with Patrick Mahomes. His home state is Texas, and Jeff Christensen based out of Texas. So a it looks like Lance continued to put in work in the 40-day layoff between minicamp and the start of training camp. He was able to link back up with Christensen, get some work in. It was reported, I believe, he also worked out at TCU mm-hmm. last week. And so now he's coming back to the Bay Area ready for an offseason where really his spot could be on the line, but also his location could be on the line because a team could look to move for him. You know, at least there have been reports that surfaced that. Yeah, that's what, to me, what was most interesting is, all right, like the 49ers have had him going to a couple different quarterback coaches over the past couple of years. Obviously, he was working with Quincy Avery coming into the draft, and then he went and started working with John Beck, who Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted him to work with. Well, this offseason, he took it upon his own, on his own, went out to a quarterback coach who was considered the best quarterback coach in the game. Coach Patrick right. Mahomes is a guy, the owner of Throw It Deep um, Mechanics, is, is very good with the quarterbacks. So for me, when I saw that he went working with uh, Christensen and then at OTAs, people that were there that were reporting on it were like, whoa, his mechanics look different. His mechanics, like, and you can see it in the videos, like that they were, they were posting. Um, well, the mechanics that they they posted in this last video that we just saw, in my opinion, those mechanics were much better than from OTAs. So my guess is, like you were saying, is right after OTAs, he went straight to Christensen and said, "Hey, what do I work on?" Or he's at least sending him videos and, "Hey, what what needs to be fixed and stuff like that." To me, that was the best part about it is you didn't see him stay the same. He got better from OTAs to training camp. Phenomenal to see. For everyone that is in the in the chat, drop your questions. Make sure you guys subscribe to both channels. Hit the like button of both channels. We're going to be providing content um, almost every day, if not every day during training camp. Um, first question from Zach. Shout out to Zachary Greer, my man. You guys excited for tomorrow for training camp to finally start? Rohan, are you excited? Nah, bro. This 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 stuff better be lame, bro. But nah, uh, like definitely excited. Excited to get back out there. Going to be there all nine days. I like the structure this year. The 49ers, they're doing a three days uh, on one day off structure. Hopefully, you know, helps with some of those injuries that you saw, some of those little bang ups. But it also means, well, guess what? Are we going to see Nick Bosa this first week? That's a that's a comment we're gonna talk about in a little bit because that's that's one topic to talk about. But practices start Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You get Saturday off, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, next Wednesday off, and then the final three, I believe, are. I, it's either Thursday, yeah. Friday, or, or it, it might no. It's Thursday, Friday, and then Monday. I, I yeah, believe. there's 
No, I think one of them is a Saturday because I'm going the fifth. That's the only day I could ever go on because of work. So I'm going Maybe the fifth. Friday, Saturday, and then Monday because I know they wanted to do the Monday for Dwight Clark Day. Yeah, that's but, what they usually do. Yeah, but excited to start. Definitely for it to start. You know, we've had a lot of these questions the last few months. And in minicamp, everything's behind closed doors, but you also don't get much out of it. It's not like the offensive lines and pads much. It's not like all the starters are out there. You know, it's a lot of mixing and matching, a lot of uncertainty. So now, you know, that as the offseason kind of dials down or that comes to a close, some of these answers are going to finally come out. And at least we're going to see what the 49ers look like and what their what the staff believes they look like at the moment with rotations and things like that. Definitely excited to see um, uh, the start of training camp and make sure you guys all stay tuned because like Marco said, going to be going live almost every day. I'll like last year going to be going live every day. There's a practice that I'm there, which is all nine. So starting Wednesday, those reports are going to be here. Love to answer all your questions. So be sure to make sure you come in, drop them in the chat. And I'll tell you what I saw that day, but Marco is going to be there on the streams with me on a good portion of those days too. So definitely make sure you guys stay tuned and subscribe to the channels. And if, you, if you're, if you're subscribed to my channel, you'll probably see uh, Jesse Naylor drop in uh, for a few shows. Um, trying to get uh, John Chapman, um, obviously my man Rohan, uh, probably going to get Grant onto the show at one point uh, during uh, training camp. So if you guys are, make sure you get subscribed to both channels because you're going to get different eyes from different perspectives, hear a lot right. of different voices on the shows. A um, couple of good questions in the chat already. So do you expect – what are the odds John Lynch is still the GM by t- April 2024? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't think he's a GM next year. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's that's that. You, you're right. That's a good question. What's the odds he's still a GM? Not sure. I I don't know. Um, ask me this question at the end of the season or like mid season, and I'll have a better answer for you. Because right now, it, it all depends on, in my opinion, if the Four Niners win a Super Bowl or if if something crazy happens. Um, uh, I think he's back around. But if the 49ers don't make it to the Super Bowl, they don't win the Super Bowl, I think he's automatically going to be gone. I think he's going to be the, the guy that gets the blame. That's just that's just my opinion. So you – oh, that's an interesting take. So to me, I, I'll, I'll differ a bit. I think if, if, if they win the Super Bowl, I believe he's gone. I believe he's gone on his own accord. I, I, I honestly think he, he'd, he'd have achieved the main goal that he came into this job looking for – turning a franchise around from its lowest point and making a Super Bowl um, with a roster that he created, I think that that's where he'll go out on it uh, at an all-time high, understanding where the 49ers are being left off as. It's not like he's leaving it worse than he's left it, and he's also got a successor waiting in place in Adam Peters. If the 49ers don't achieve, I, I honestly think that he's got to he, – he, he'd stay more if the 49ers didn't make it than if they, uh, than if they did. Obviously, that's of his accord. We'll see what the 49ers believe. But they've got a guy in waiting in Adam Peters. And guys in waiting don't usually wait that long. Mm-hmm. Adam Peters was ready for this job two years ago. He, 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 was, he, was going, he was the finalist for the New York Giants general manager job before Brian Dayball and Joe Shane took over as the new regime. Obviously, they came as a package, and um, that was very appealing to the Giants staff. He was, he was a finalist there. And then last year... I mean, not last year, but this past cycle, this offseason, he was very, very much liked amongst several uh, jobs around the NFL. He declined all those requests 
it would be safe to assume you would have been a finalist, if not the leading candidate for at least one of those jobs, understanding the amount of interest that he received around the NFL. Don't know if the 49ers can keep him on the back burners for another season, understanding the value he provides as a talent evaluator. And it also could help shape up the dynamic a little more, understanding Peters is not more. Peters is a, a guy who's fully invested in the draft, and that's where mm-hmm. his true value comes. Whereas roster-based decisions and things like that, you could argue there has been somewhat of a struggle between Lynch and Shanahan on certain decisions, um, potentially contract extensions and things like that. But that won't necessarily be there as much with Shanahan having – essentially not authority, but also the, just the regular power to make those calls on a general basis with Lynch, not there. Absolutely. The reason why I think he's gone, if the 49ers don't make the Super Bowl is because at that point, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you've done it for seven, eight years. You haven't won it. Um, TV deals are, are coming and they're paying. Now he would be a hot commodity for the TV deal right away. Uh, XGM who, has built an elite roster. Um, now, if he wins the Super Bowl, the competitor in him is going to be like, let's, let's go back-to-back, back, right? And then you have a young quarterback, most likely after you win a Super Bowl, whether it's Brock Purdy, um, Sam Darnold, or Trey Lance, you have a quarterback that's young enough, uh, cost-efficient to keep that roster going. So now you're at the point where you're going to go for back-to-back. And as a competitor, I could see him going wanting to go back-to-back. And we'll do a few questions, and then I don't know if Rohan wants to get into the video um, so we could talk about, as it's playing, we'll pause it and talk about certain things, what we see, what we don't see, what we like, what we don't like. Um, I like this question before we get to the video because the QB coach, right? Now, do you feel we need a new QB coach? This is an interesting question because it seemed like the 49ers, right, last year, they found their quarterback coach. A lot of people were praising the 49ers staff for the work of the quarterbacks. Why? because they fully implemented a game plan with Trey Lance as the quarterback, the zone read package that was effective, especially when you saw in regular conditions in that second game that, uh, you know, in the very short period of time that we saw Trey Lance at quarterback. But then they were able to scrap that and implement a game plan that was favorable to Jimmy Garoppolo, which then led to a strong ascension from Garoppolo following the, um, you know, following Christian McCaffrey entering the fold where he had a really strong stretch of games prior to his injury in week 13. And then obviously the biggest domino, Brock Purdy. Having Brock Purdy prepared to play um, after not looking that great in training camp, obviously in his first offseason, having him ready to play just 13 weeks after and coming, having him come in spot duty and playing well. Yeah, I mean, quarterback coach got a lot of um, credit, and that's Brian Greasy. Do I think we need a new one? I won't say that because I think he's done a good job with what he uh, with with the mm-hmm. uh, what do we call it with the cards he's been given so far. Now this uh, this season's obviously going to be another critical one because he might have to deal with quarterback dominoes again. But I think it's a little easier on Greasy's part in that there's a standardized formula now with the uh, with the, what the Forty ers want to run at quarterback. But the other thing is, um, like obviously, it's tough when you're not there. But guys like Grant Cohn have mentioned the drills that Greasy have used and uh, Greasy and Clay Kubiak, the, the quarterback coaches they've used that have helped, you know, that have helped more with in-game situations than what past quarterbacks have used and or sorry, past quarterbacks coaches have used. And so with small inferences like that, as well as the on-field product that we've seen from the quarterbacks during their tenure, 
I would say that we're comfortable with Greasy as is, especially understanding this was his first year as an NFL coach. He came from the analyst rankings after being a quarterback. First year as an NFL coach, and so a good job from Greasy, I felt, in his first year, and I'm looking forward to him building upon that next year. I think I think Brian Greasy has done a tremendous job. That's the best we've ever seen Jimmy Garoppolo play um, during his tender with the 49ers. Um, felt like he cut down on the turnovers. His decisions were a lot faster. Um, he looked more confident under Greasy. Um, and then to get the last pick of the draft to come in and play that well, um, that's all credit to the QB coach. Um, I don't think that has much credit to do with Kyle Shanahan in the sense of the quarterback coach is working with that player every single day, one-on-one um, for about 25 to 30 minutes a day. Um, so what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, I thought was phenomenal. Um, I thought he worked a lot of drills that uh, were very – he implemented a lot of, of – drills that coaches don't normally do uh, getting them to move off platform getting them to move in a pocket using a variety of different things whether it was a medicine ball whether it was um the, the himself running at the players um having them get out quick um they're working on their footwork more than the previous quarterbacks to me that was the more important factors um uh, from brian greasy to the previous quarterback coaches the 49ers have had and i think brian greasy is going to work wonders with Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and Sam Darnold. Now, what Trey Lance has done with his mechanics already, I think you could only build on that, right? Like, the footwork that you're seeing in the video that we're about to show is phenomenal. I think, like, realistically, his base that he now has is much better. Um, his front leg, much better. His follow-through in the with, in terms of his hips, much better. Like, everything looks right. much more fluid and looks more natural. And I think that's credit to Brian Greasy. I think Brian Greasy was working on those kind of drills with Trey Lance before he got injured during training camp. He was working on drills to get their hips to open up, get their hips to, to flip rather than use all upper body. So I think Brian Greasy done a phenomenal job. I can't, I cannot complain on, on Brian Greasy's front because what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo and, and um, Brock Purdy was phenomenal. I can only imagine what he could do with a quarterback um, like Trey Lance. No, I agree. I definitely agree. And I mean, this is really Lance's first full integration now, right? With um, with Greasy, he had him obviously last off season, but under this new package, full integration with this type of offense. And I'm excited to see what what the product is. This training camp, under with the assumption that Purdy is not. I'm sorry, not Purdy. Yeah, Purdy is not obviously present. Um, if if that if he you know whatever happens with him we'll see what happens as training camp prolongs does he is he there or does he really start practicing afterwards we'll see but uh yeah i'm excited to see how he works with lance i'm excited to especially see as well how does he uh how does sam Darnold look right because we've only seen subpar to 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 average product from sam Darnold during his nfl career is there a switch that brian greasy can ignite to where Darnold looks a little better than he did at least a little better than he did to at least, you know, claim that he can be real starting quality material, especially in this offense with the weapons that we have excited to see how both quarterbacks look out there on day one and forward. So I, I know we wanted to go a little bit over the video. Do you want to um, play the video for everyone or do you want to hold off on that one? I'm good to play the video. Let's right. uh, real quick. Let's get this off the screen. So guys, for those of you guys that don't know what the video is, 
Kai visuals, um, like Marco said, a content creator based in Dallas, Texas, dropped a video talking about Trey Lance uh, or showing Trey Lance and his training with Jeff Christensen, the quarterback's coach. And uh, so there's a, it's a seven minute uh, video, a little bit of a hype video. So we'll pause it every once in a while to talk about it. It's harder mentally some days. There's nothing that's going to make Kyle Shannon look better. So on some of these throws, so first thing I noticed, Rohan, is I'll go ahead and unmute the video um, just at, at times. Um, you can keep playing it. You don't got to. I'll go ahead and mute it. Um, so what I do notice is his front leg is bent um, more than it has in the past. Um, but the follow through um, is, is there. That that wasn't there in the past. He used to barely follow his hips through, follow that back leg. Um, that's something that we haven't seen from, from uh, Trey Lance. And you do hear Jeff Christensen later in the video talk about that's what happens when you follow through. Um, and when he says it, I'll point it out. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there are a couple of things. I want to quickly give a shout out to my guy, uh, Ryan Hensley. If you didn't know, the little uh, snippet at the very beginning where he talks about uh, the best uh, way or best thing for Kyle Shanahan is to make Trey Lance look, or the best way for Kyle Shanahan to look good is through Trey Lance. That was from Ryan Hensley on his stream. And, and so, then go ahead and pause it real quick, Rohan. Let's do that. Just so everyone is aware. So this football, I wanted to pause it exactly where that football was. My bad. So you'll see this football, right? The the football that is shown with the white uh, kind of like, uh, I guess, stripes. There's two, there's two stripes on it that are white. That is a college football. There is a college quarterback throwing with Trey Lance. When you do not see that, that is Trey Lance throwing. So, for example, that one, college throw. This, yeah. Yeah, it's a college Nike ball. Just wanted to point that out because I don't want people to later you will see in the video some throws from with that football that are that are terrible. So I just wanted to point that out. Um that is and it wasn't because of the quarterback. It was because they're working on things and the receiver and the quarterback are not on the same page. These they're not teammates. So what happens is even Jeff Christensen goes, Hey, receiver, sorry, he didn't he didn't realize you were running this route. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. But, I mean, in this workout, you'll see a variety of different throws being made. And here's one look about the quicker release, notably quicker release that you'll see from Lance. And Marco talked about the base, right? The base and the footwork that Lance is kind of working on. You see that hitch in his throw is no longer there. Um, it's a lot quicker. Obviously, we'll see how... Um, how that works with rushers in his face with, in a, uh, like, you know, at least a simulation of an NFL environment, but things like that. I think one of the, the, the things I noticed the most is I don't think it's necessarily a quicker release. I think he's always had a pretty quick release. I think it's a shortened release. That's which, what I meant. Because he's always had a quick release. That's money ball. Like, if we could get that from here, those are, those are not gimme throws. Those are good length throws. But I do agree. With Bro, the about a I think that's release. where. I think this is where he. If you go back to real quick, sorry, Ronnie. When I didn't mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you go back to that throw, you could hear Christensen say, 
Trust me, Trey. Trust me, Tanner. Right after, he explained to him what he was talking about. We'll go right back here. You hear it right there. He forgot about that you were shorter. So what he what he means by trust me, Trey, is the the hips. He kept telling him earlier that's a beautiful ball too, but he kept telling him trust it, follow through, it's gonna be there. So one thing I do notice with Trey is during the process of working with Christensen, he allows Christensen to coach him up. However, uh, there's a couple of throws where he makes that aren't good throws. And that's going to happen when you're working on things, right? People don't understand that. But if you look at his base right here, it's nice and wide. It's never used to be like that. What you do notice the back leg following through. And one of the biggest things I noticed is when Trey Lance used to release, he used to end his arm high. He's going from here to pocket. It's a baseball style of thing of people, what baseball players do. That's where he could throw you. Great ball. Um, but what you notice is the baseball throw, the baseball quarterbacks that could throw off platform and do different things, this right here, that's to activate the hit. I was talking to quarterback coach. He's pushing on him there to get that hip to come forward. Um, but, Rohan, what do you see? No, I mean, I see a lot of the different things. Like, the main thing, as funny as it sounds, I don't care about the different, like the throws. I don't care about the different types of Same. throws and things like that. We know that Trey Lance has, has the capability to make the throws. How's his face? Go back to that. Work? Go back to that last throw, my bad, Rohan. We're and good. then pause it right before he throws it so you can finish what you're saying. But right before. All right, there's good. And you can finish what you're saying, my bad. But essentially, I'm, I'm looking at footwork, base, how are the mechanics of the throw. And what Marco pointed out earlier that I was talking about, the shortened release, it's quicker in that sense, in that, you know, like I talked about, the hitch that was sometimes there, not necessarily there anymore. And the flick of his wrist has always been nice in terms of getting that ball out quick, especially when you match it with the velocity that he can throw with. But, you know, things you're looking for primarily with Trey Lance comes with how is it, how are his feet? How is the footwork and different things like that? And obviously different drills enforce different things. Um, and that's, that's where you got to be aware of what kind of drill that is. But that's what I'm looking at. His base he talked about the knee being forward, um, uh, that front leg. How how does that how is that front leg in comparison to the past and things like that? That's those are the kind of little uh, little things that I'm looking forward to, um, and I want to see continue to be enforced with Lance, not only in throwing drills but also in in game simulations coming up in the next two weeks. So on this next drill that that happened, I think it's hilarious. Um, I saw people laughing on Twitter. It's like, oh, what kind of throw? Why is he jumping? In? So talking this, about this throw right here. Yes, this is all. This is that's a technique to get him to follow through. That's what it's worth. Literally, I asked someone, "Hey, what is that about?" Like, I, I I don't know what that is. I've never seen a quarterback do that during throws. He said it's literally to get that follow through. And that's a good thing that he's enforcing. Um, 49ers throwback points it out. Good catch. That's a good thing that he's enforcing. 
wanting to it's just another part of that the, the throwing mechanics that you know just the swift changes that um he's able to do with christensen on this last throw too what i did like is you do hear right after the throw now lance misses right but then christensen talks about hey the receiver ran the wrong route this is how you throw to when like this is what you got to do when they run the wrong route you should be putting it here no matter what so that that to me was was pretty cool Okay, pause it right there and go back. Okay, throw up this thing, right, up to this point. Okay, up to this point. What I had noticed was Trey Lance's back foot is constantly following through. He and It's, it, it's going to be a while until he naturally just drags it with them, right? A lot of the quarterbacks naturally just drag it. It's just a habit. Right after this throw, you hear Jeff Christensen say, Something that is very important. Great back foot. Great back foot. Not good, but great. To me, that was was whoa. Okay, hearing great, great, great from a, a QB coach of this caliber is just showing that the progress that Trey Lance is making within the last six months of working with him has improved drastically. And this was also reported by the Athletic back in uh, March or April um, when they when you know it was first reported that Lance was working with Christensen. The drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Got to hear about the drastic changes once again. And I mean, all of this, you're you're just hoping that Lance, you know, has the opportunity to showcase the improvements, but also displays some level of consistency when those uh, when you're talking about those improvements as well. Good job. Great ball right here. Can't put it anywhere else. The accuracy does look a lot better though. From yeah. from even and it's like people do like and, and I get it, right? It's Ross on air. He's in shorts. Last year, um in his rookie year in training camp, when they're just in short uh uh shorts um helmets, he was missing some of those throws. That so, is true. They're looking for progress. That's that's the main thing. And there are different levels of progress. Among them is, even if it's routes on air, among them is this type of progress that we're trying to see from Lance. Balls right there on the body, on the chest plate, and the different things when it comes to mechanics as well with both footwork and the arm. So what's crazy is the last, the last like two throws ago, uh, was to a receiver, right? And in... Everyone's gonna is talking about the last throw. To me, that throw that so if you go three throws back, to me that was the most important throw um, that I saw from this drill. Uh, it was probably I'll tell you right. It's when they're running the crossing routes. Yeah. Um, to me, that's more important than him hitting these deep out routes. It's coming up right after uh, this one. Um, those are more important to me than than anything. I know he can hit the deep out routes. I know he can hit the go balls. I know this this pass right here. This is a staple throw in Kyle Shanahan's offense. If he could hit that consistently, Rohan, he's gonna he's gonna force Kyle Shanahan's hand to allow them to fully compete for the starting job. These throws right here, even that one, like he's mad about that. But to me, those are the more important passes to complete and to be accurate on. 
No, I agree. And I mean, you talk about those crossers. That's the Debo Samuel route in this offense. You see, always, you always see the clear routes. Why? Because it sets up the crossers. Got to oh be able God, to hit the crossers. Man. That and ball is so insane. I see Cody's question here. Love how they're spamming out routes. In fact, Lance, a lot of out routes. Lance missed, Lance missed out and wide last year. Um, that's it's another thing. It's it's a, it's a mixture of timing and accuracy on those type of throws, along with. Remember, these shorter routes... Go ahead and pause right out. there real quick, Rohan. I will go right back. But these shorter routes, right, people people don't realize the timing accuracy portion of it, but it's also a throw that might be a lot more mechanically required than the deeper throws. A lot, obviously, the deeper throws are what people consider Lance's specialty and other quarterbacks, you know, it's what you look for. But it's those shorter throws that is also a reason why Garoppolo was well liked by uh, in this offense at times because he was able to you know while his mechanics can be iffy he was able to get the ball out quick and able to get it to that spot at certain portions and that's something that Lance has looked to work on as well so I, I do want to shout out to uh, Kai visuals um, like the end of the video says go to his YouTube after this subscribe to it he does a lot of content with a lot of different players it's cool content to see um, he provided a great video um, on Trey Lance. The last throw was absurd, was on the money. That's probably one of the best throws that we've seen um, in a while. Um, from like, and, and it's and it's a practice video in shorts. I get it, but those are the throws that get you excited. Um, those are the throws that get you kind of hyped about what's going on with the quarterback situation. Um, now, Rohan. Does this video move you on Trey Lance? What to me? So what does it tell you about Trey Lance? Does it move you? What does this video do for you in regards to Trey Lance? Well, first of all, real quick video, just dropped it in the chat. Make sure you guys go ahead, check it out. Show some love to Kai Visuals, who ended up um, obviously posting the video, recording, the, uh, filming the, the, obviously filming the workouts and things like that. Make sure you go show him some love. But about the video, does it move me? I won't say it moves me, just because I don't – again, there are levels to the game, right? Throwing routes on air, seeing uh, – like you said, in shorts and things like that. But do I take anything away from it? Absolutely. I mean you want to see some of the behind-the-scenes work of what exactly is Jeff Christensen doing with Trey Lance to get him improved. We hear all the stories about how he's drastically improved, both from – Christensen himself and his teammates, right? It, all, all the teammates that Trey Lance's George Kittle has mentioned it. Debo Samuel went on air in the five minutes before his blow up on uh, on an interview. He mentioned it. Brandon Ayuk has mentioned it for a while. A lot of people have mentioned this importance, you know, uh, or the importance not only for Lance to have a good offseason, but the fact that he's drastically improved. And so that's that's something that, you know, is is something that I wanted to see uh, at least justified in a way, and you at least get a sense of how the workouts go, what they're repping, what is important, what is really being changed, and it's cool to see the differences in footwork and the diff like just mechanics overall, footwork and um, you know the the length of how the length of his throws, the different uh, the different areas that they're working on, and exactly how those improvements are being made. Absolutely, and shout out to. Uh... I think it's Portola45 uh, said he sub. Um, I don't know if you sub to us or Kai, Kai Visuals, but shout out to you for doing that. We appreciate you uh, for doing that. Um, now, for me, this video, this video, it gets me excited about training camp. 
that's what it does to me, right? Like, how does he react in training camp when there's passers going? Um, he has actual guys covering the receivers, so timing is a little bit different. Um, can the mechanics consistently stay there? Because if they're there during training camp, are they there during preseason? How do the mechanics re, um, respond when he misses a throw? Does he go back to his old self? Does he stick with his uh, trust his mechanics that he's built within the last six months? And if he does, it, I think it's, it's going to be a tough situation for Kyle because if those mechanics are there, and like we said, if he hits on the 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 layup routes, right, the the crossing routes, the ones that the out routes that he's missed high and away, um, or the um, crossing when he's hit, he's missed high, right. If he could hit those routes, I think the 49ers offense, and this has nothing to do with any of the other quarterbacks. I think the Fort Anders offense would be absolutely da- more dangerous with Trey Lance under center due to the deep ball and due to the arm strength that Kyle can now expand the entirety of the, his offense. Now, that doesn't mean he can't do it with, with Brock Purdy, but when what's going to happen, or, or Sam Darnold, but what's going to happen with a quarterback with that kind of arm strength, he could hit that deep go ball, that nine route, or the deep post on every any given play. So, for example... The play that, that what comes to mind, it, it's I hate mentioning it because when you look at these top elite quarterbacks, guys like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, right. Patrick Mahomes, when safeties come down on them, they take it offensively, right? They're going to beat you deep no matter what. If you do that, and it happened to the Niners on, on Netflix, what do you hear Patrick Mahomes come out and say? He comes out and says, I feel disrespected. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him over the top. All day long, Trav. Watch it. Next thing you know, he goes out and takes him over the top. I think that's what the 49ers offense is missing. The quarterback that is disrespected when teams play him shallow. Um, and I think, for me, I think if, Trey, if if Brock Purdy was disrespected and started attacking deep on a regular when they're playing him shallow, because they did a lot last year. We all saw it. Um, the All-22 shows that their teams are sucked in. Their safeties are coming down. They're not, they're not staying deep safety. So, if the Niners can get that in the offense, it expands and it becomes more dangerous. Now, what does this do for training camp? I think it provides a fun content because one, there's going to be a quarterback battle. How does his how does his mechanics hold up? How does he look in, in camp? He in front. And I, I tweeted it earlier because someone asked me. They're like, "What what does he have to do to be given a chance, a shot?" And mm-hmm. My response was, let me go. I, to me, the way he's given a chance is to force their hand. Um, the only way to give yourself a chance is to, to give them no option but to be forced to give you the opportunity. What does that mean? Lighting it up in training camp, lighting it up in preseason, even when they go and they they play against the the Raiders, because the moment you force Kyle Shanahan's hand to give you the opportunity is the moment you put one foot in the door and all you got to do is keep piling on days. So to me, that's what brings that's what this brings to me. It's not, oh my god, Trey Lance is the savior of the no, it's not. He's not the savior of the organization. We have plenty of good quarterbacks on the roster, but it gives you an opportunity in my opinion if the mechanics hold up throughout camp and preseason. No, 100%. And like uh 49ers throwback says, I've said it my entire time. 
the number one thing for me with Trey Lance is just consistency. That's the number one thing that I believe that he needs to uh, that he needs to show improvement in in order for that chance to come. But yeah, he has to force the 49ers' hands because right now, with the way that they've handled the quarterback situation over the past few years and the way that Brock Purdy played last year in the offense, um, yeah, I mean he's the favorite. He is the favorite, regardless of uh, what's going on behind the scenes. That's where I shift the topic to because, like you said at the beginning of the video. Trey Lance was not the only one to drop a little, uh, you know, special kind of uh, pre-training camp hype. Brock Purdy did as well. And remember, Purdy has kind of been largely behind the scenes during this entire process. A guy returning from injury began throwing a football on May 29th and, you know, has been ramping up in his recovery. But all signs point to no setbacks, him being ready by the beginning of the season. At least that's what reports have said. We've seen a little bit of what Purdy shared. On top of that, got us uh, a little something special from 49ers lead insider Matt Mayoko. He will go, Brock Purdy is going to go through his physical tomorrow uh, when the team reports to training camp. And the team has a decision to make because if he's on PUP, he can't practice. Everything I'm hearing is that there's been no setbacks, team sync. Things seem to be going very well, so the team has to make a determination whether to place him on PUP and have him, or have him continue going through the throwing program behind the scenes like Jimmy Garoppolo was doing last year or to clear him to practice. The last option, clearing him to practice, doesn't mean that he's going to be ripping the ball 22 yards down the field um, outside the numbers. Instead, he's going to just go through the regular motions, working on run game stuff, limiting passing game stuff. But if Purdy does go on PUP tomorrow, he might not be there for very long, so I would fully expect him to be cleared off PUP well before the date, uh, you know, uh, the the PUP, uh, or sorry, the regular date. But if we're looking at that August 21st date, which is three months after he began to throw, that is, you know, that's the date that people have been pointing out as when he fully is cleared to return to practice. So a lot of different things going on here with Brock Purdy. What's your take? I think it's interesting because if he does go on PUP, I don't think it changes anything. I think he continues his throwing re, um, rehab behind the scenes. The only the only difference is he can't go out onto the field and do it while the team is doing it. Um, now, we can see if, if he passes his physical, he still continues the rehab on the sideline. Uh, but he could go in. He could be around the team during practices and hand the ball off, uh, maybe throw some short routes to receivers. Um, stuff that are that he could they're not to receive to running backs that he could actually do that is in his throwing um, pro, uh, progress or regimen that they have him on. Um, so for me, I don't think it changes anything. I think he's still the leader in the clubhouse. But what does concern me is I hope Brock Purdy doesn't feel pressure to have to come back right away. I don't I feel I hope he doesn't feel like oh my god if I don't come back during training camp um the first three week the first two weeks of training camp. I'm not going to have my job um, because all that's going to do is going to ruin a quarterback. And what I mean by ruining a quarterback um, is if he comes back too soon uh, and he's pushing, um, you got to remember. So Ben Roethlisberger had a similar injury, uh, played the regular first couple of weeks of the regular season. He struggled um, when he came off of that injury. He struggled. His arm strength wasn't there. Um, he was missing a lot of throws. It looked very inconsistent. It didn't look like Ben Roethlisberger. Not people were starting to say Ben Roethlisberger is shot. He's done. He's cooked. 
it's over, retire, right? So for me, I don't want that to happen to Brock Purdy. I don't want him to come out and his confidence go down, which I don't think it would. But when you're consistently missing and it's because of your arm strength, that becomes worrisome. Um, so for me, I think it's smart if they do put him on PUP because they could activate him at any moment. Um, it, do, it gives you the opportunity. Don't worry about anything. We got things under control. Um, I think the 49ers should do right by um, their leader in the clubhouse. Um, it allows him to actually fully recover. But what it also does for Kyle Shanahan is to see who the best quarterback of the other two are. Is it Trey Lance or is it Sam Darnold? Um, who's going to be your backup quarterback? He's in a good situation to evaluate the QB2 spot right now. Can one of those QB2s compete for, Q, for QB1? I think you put him on PUP or you don't let him practice for a good while until he's 100% healthy. Um, and I and I see the conversation on Twitter. People were like, oh, so later in the season, it's say week 15, if Brock Purdy is, is 85% because he got hit the week before you sit him, it's completely different because you had already been – He's already 100% healed from that elbow injury. So his 100%, his 85% is healed from whatever it was. So I think people got to relax and understand that his health is the most important part to this team if he's truly Kyle Shanahan's QB1. You're muted. There we go. All you pointed out there is a lot of good stuff, right? I mean, there's, there, first of all, there's uncertainty. But right now, it seems like Purdy is looking solid. That's the best part. Purdy seems like he, he's following all the bench lines. Now, once he gets back on the field and really starts, you know, incorporating an NFL-like throwing schedule or, you know, throwing program, throwing all of, making all of those throws, we'll see. Is there lingering arm soreness, which was one of the key uh, things that people had pointed out could be potentially an issue back when he had the surgery in January. But at the moment, it seems like all is going well. And the best case scenario for the 49ers is to have all of their quarterbacks healthy at some point during this offseason before so that they can implement them all in practice before the season starts. Get a good look at all three options simultaneously before the season starts so that if Purdy isn't ready, after he comes back, you've, you you have an understanding of who can better run the offense between the backups. If Purdy is ready and he looks solid enough, you go with him. And if he needs some time, you know you have all your vers- uh, all your flexibility available. Right now, it seems like that date for 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 Purdy it's it's August twenty first, and August twenty first is in between the second and third preseason games. So Purdy would still have about two to three weeks ish to get ready for that September tenth week one game. If that's the case, we'll see how he goes. But so far, looking solid for Purdy and cool to see him drop some stuff as well himself. I love what David uh, Villa says. What up, Niner Amigos? Rohan and Marco, do you guys smell? That smells like Niner football. I, I, I honestly ready, thought I honestly thought David Villa, was, he had the opportunity to go, can, uh, can you smell what Brock is cooking? You might not know what that is, Rohan. You're a little younger than me, but I hope you do. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I hope you do. You're saying Rock or Brock? Brock. Can you smell what the Brock is cooking? Oh, ah, okay. So he had an opportunity. A nice little pun. <laughs> he had he had an opportunity, and he missed on that one. Nah, but shout out to David Via, man. Uh, Appreciate it, it's going to be interesting, man. man. Very interesting situation, man. I, I thought we it was a cool cool little video that was put out. 
Um, we got to watch it together um, and just talk as we saw it. Um, talk a little bit of Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and mechanics look like they've been fixed. Um, I don't even – I wouldn't say they've been fixed. I think they've been fine, like uh, refined, because his he's never had terrible feet. His base was never terrible. Uh-huh. His 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 motion mechanically motions weren't terrible. He re, he retuned things. I think um, now people could be like, oh well, it took Christensen like four days to evaluate. I I don't think it was. I don't think it was that bad. I think it was more so with okay. He has a lot of good things that's going on, but what is affecting what is happening? Right to me, that's what I thought it was. I don't know. I would love to talk to Christensen about the situation. But I thought it was a hell of a show today, man. No, a hell of a show. And, I mean, this is the excitement. We're looking, I'm looking forward to training camp, looking forward to the quarterback battle, looking forward to updates on Brock Purdy. Even if we get some Jimmy Garoppolo treatment for Brock Purdy, that's good for me. I want to see some uh, – I want to see him, even if it's on the far field over there. Would like to see him throw and things like that. But regardless – Is he going to pull up Jimmy Garoppolo and pass his physical tomorrow? I don't know if he'll pass. I don't know. Um, I don't think he will. I, I don't. I don't realistic, realistically. The team doctors pass him. There's something wrong. Yeah, but even if they don't pass him, they don't have to put him on pup. So we'll see how it goes. That's true. But guys, tomorrow starts. We'll be probably be back tomorrow after Kyle Shanahan talks in the evening. So stay tuned. Be sure to subscribe to both channels. And thank you all for tuning in tonight. A little bit of a different show. We had an evening show today at 7.30 p.m., deviating from our normal 4.30. But all of the support, we appreciate it so much. And we'll be back soon with some more content. And stay tuned for all the training camp content we're here to provide. Any last thoughts, man? I appreciate everyone for tuning in.